What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, we are back on the long road to ruin. I'm your host, the Mandated Reporter, and frankly, I'm mortified, Mr. Mark Radledge. And tonight, we are discussing the Kingsman movies, the Kingsman, the Secret Service, sorry, Kingsman, the Secret Service, and Kingsman, the Golden Shower. Joining me tonight, wait, <laughs> I, can't, wait, I can't be the only one that's ever made that joke. <laughs> uh, probably not, but still disturbing. And here's a man who likes golden circles. Ah, I zigged when you when I thought I Ladies and gentlemen, the misfit and the miscreant, Ronnie Adams. How do you do, sir? Howdy, howdy, howdy. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. good. So, uh, Kingsman, uh, The King's Man, which is a prequel to Kingsman, is mm-hmm. actually out this Wednesday coming up. Yep. And I thought it would be fun to... I've actually never seen any of these movies prior to prepping for really? this podcast. Yeah, I'd never watched them. Um, I, I hadn't. I've read the comic now, and I've watched both movies. But up okay. until prepping for all of this, I hadn't done any of those things. So you have one up on me. Okay. I have not read the book yet. Okay. Uh, well, Jesse and I actually have a review of that coming out this weekend. Yeah. So you can check that out. But wow. uh, so, did you see these contemporaneously when they came out? Oh, absolutely. I I, I saw it. Um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I saw it advertised. Um, well, uh, previewed whatever you want to say, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, "Man, it looks really interesting." And I did my research and found out it was a comic book, and I was like, "Well, I'm in." 
you know, after that, let's see what we got because I like the I like the obscure properties. Mm-hmm. Um, like you know, when did, you told do, me, do you know they were books before they no, were had no clue, before you know, they were movies? I had no clue, which is really okay. funny because I'm you know uh, a Mark Millar Miller whatever you want to say his name. I'm I'm, I'm a fan of him because he did those. Uh, he 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 did these books. Yeah, yeah, and um. So I, I went to see the movie and I was like, man, that was irreverent um, and hilarious. So, <laughs> and- so I read the book with Jesse um, and it was interesting. The This first one that we're going to talk about, The Secret Service, is almost to the letter, a, a pretty much a word for word adaptation of, of that book. And I said to him at the time, like, I can see why they went out of their way to get this thing adapted to the big screen. It really, it reads like a script to a movie. Oh, it does. Yeah. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, the oh, secret service. Not that I, I mean, like I, I've heard, I haven't seen it. I mean, read it. I mean, mm-hmm. secret service came out in 2014. It was directed by Matthew Vaughn. Uh, and it stars Colin Firth, Samuel Jackson, Mark Strong, Karen Edgerton, and Michael Caine. Um, during a mission in the Middle East in 1997, probationary secret agent Lee Unwin sacrifices himself to protect his superior, Harry Hart, from an explosion. Hart, blaming himself for Lee's death, returns to London to give Lee's widow, Michelle, and a young son, Gary Eggsy, a medal engraved with an emergency assistance number. 17 years later, Eggsy is a stereotypical shav. Chav? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, Having dropped out of training for the Royal Marines, despite his intelligence and talents for both gymnastics and parkour, because, of course, everybody's, you know, doing parkour. <laughs> After getting arrested for stealing a car, Eggsy calls the number. Hart arranges his release and explains that he's a member of Kingsman, a private intelligence service funded by, founded by British elite who lost their heirs in World War I and put their money towards protecting the world. The organization is named for the tailor shop that closed them in Seville Row, which, which they now use as a front for their bases. Hart, codenamed Galahad, explains the position is available as Agent Lancelot was killed by the assassin Gazelle while trying to rescue University Professor James Arnold from kidnappers. Eggsy becomes Hart's candidate. Kingsman technical support operative Merlin discovers that Professor Arnold is working as though nothing has happened. Hart attempts to interrogate him at Imperial College London, but microchip and Professor Arnold's neck explodes, killing him like you do. The detention signal, the, de- the detonation signal is traced to a facility owned by Gazelle's employer, Richmond Valentine, an internet billionaire and philanthropist who has offered anyone in the world SIM cards that grant free cellular and internet connectivity. Ah, but nothing ever is really free, Ronnie Adams. No, it's not. Hart posing as a billionaire philanthropist meets Valentine face to face. Other candidates are eliminated through dangerous training tests by Merlin. Until only Eggsy and Roxy, a candidate Eggsy befriended, are left. Eggsy refuses to complete the final test, shooting a, pu- a pug puppy he raised during the training process. I don't think this... Yeah, okay, we'll get into that. And Roxy is named the new Lancelot. Hart learns of Valentine's connection to an obscure hate group's church in Kentucky, because of course it is, <laughs> and travels there wearing glasses containing a video transceiver. Eggsy watches Valentine activates the SIM cards in the church, triggering a signal that causes the parishioners and Hart to become murderously violent. Hart's spy training leaves him as the only survivor. Outside the church, Valentine explains what happened before shooting Hart in the face, apparently killing him. Apparently. apparently. Eggsy returns <laughs> to Kingsman uh, headquarters and notices that Chester Arthur King, Kingsman leader, has a scar on his neck, just like Professor Arnold's. 
King reveals that Valentine plans to transmit his neurological wave worldwide via satellite network, believing the resulting culling of most of the human race will avert its extinction via global warming. Only those Valentine has chosen will be unaffected. King tries to kill Eggsy with a poison drink, but Eggsy switches classes with King beforehand, who poisons him. Eggsy, Merlin, and Roxy set out to stop Valentine. Roxy uses high-altitude balloons to destroy one of Valentine's satellites and break up the network. But Valentine secures a replacement. Merle flies Eggsy to Valentine's base, where he masquerades as King. Eggsy is discovered by a failed Kingsman recruit, Charlie Hesketh, leading to both Eggsy and Merlin being cornered. On Eggsy's suggestion... Merlin activates the implanted chip's failsafe, killing almost everyone with a chip. Valentine activates the signal, triggering worldwide pandemonium. Eggsy kills Gazelle and uses one of her sharpened prosthetic legs to impale Valentine and kill him, stopping the signal and ending the threat. Yeah. Afterward, he shares a sexual encounter with Tildy, crown princess of Sweden. Ikea is from Sweden. I like meatballs. Whom Valentine abducted. In a mid-credit scene, Eggsy, now the, ga- the new Galahad, offers his mother and half-sister a new home away from his abusive stepfather. Who is knocked unconscious in the same way that Hallie earlier knocked out a gangster? All righty. So, what'd you think of this movie, Ronnie? I was, I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, never thought of uh, Colin, Colin Firth, right? Yeah. Yeah. Never thought of him as an action hero, but man, he, he pulled it off in this. It was, it was, like I said, just a lot of fun. I, I'm a big spy. Like, I don't know, I don't say a lot, but I like spy movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like cheeky stuff, you know. And this was just enough James Bond and just enough. I I don't know who else, you know, to com- what to compare this to other than maybe well, like, it's not. I mean, there's the Bourne series, but that's that's very serious stuff. And then, you've yeah, got, no, you've I, got the um, Jack Ryan stuff. And that's also serious. But this this is stylized, punchy fun. This is, you know, this just this, enough superhero mixed in with just enough James Bond to, yeah. to make it good, you know? I was actually I was thinking about you while I was watching. I'm like, this is the kind of movie Ronnie Adams likes. I'm, I, I bet he's gonna, I bet he's going to have a lot of fun talking about this because this movie and this is not an insult, but this movie requires no thought. Like this is no. not there is, is nothing here to interpret. There is no this. There's nothing about the greater world. There are no themes. This is just I, no. Watching, I do like that stuff. Watching Taron uh, Edgerton kick his way yeah <laughs> through people. And there's a lot of really fun humor. Like, actually, this stuff. What is it? What does she say at the end of Princess of Sweden? She's like, you know, if you save the world, I'll let you do it in the butt. Yeah, (laughs) he says, if I let you out, can I have a kiss? And she, um, she said, I'll give you more than a kiss. And she goes, if you save the world, I'll let you, yeah, do that. And he goes, be right back. And I was like, (laughs) oh, well, okay, we went. We didn't go quite far enough, but we there we go. (laughs) My kind of hero. Um, so it's so funny because I was actually thinking about bringing my kids to go see the Kingsman because so it was rated R. And now I see why these things are rated R. Yeah. Yeah. It's just ridiculous fun. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, like, okay. So I like that stuff. I like, you know, uh, thought provoking sure. um, movies. I mean, you that you didn't. Oh, I know. I know. But, I, but when I go to a movie, I want to be entertained. Right. You know, I, I want to be. <sighs> Just give me something stupid to watch for a little bit, and I'll be right. fine. And that's the thing. Matthew Vaughn does a great job with the direction in this in terms of creating something very stylized. Absolutely. This thing was made for the screen. There is no other way to watch this thing. Yeah. Um. This was These movies were meant to be enjoyed on the big screen. They are huge spectacles. 
Um, it's I, I do find with a lot of these movies that watching a guy punch his way through the bad guys for two hours gets a little boring. What Matthew Vaughn does with the Kingsman Secret Service is, and more so with the next one we're going to talk about, The Golden Circle, is he actually makes the action look interesting and fun. I mean, if you're like a yeah. real martial art, I'm saying this for one person's benefit specifically, but if you're like, you know, a fight choreography snob, if you're uh, if somebody who studies the martial arts you're gonna hate these movies if that kind of thing gets to you but if you you know if you can sort of let go of that or you're not aware of it and you're just watching a guy you know we use the term chew up scenery he's not chewing up the scenery he's more like kicking it yeah um okay. just, it's, so, it's, it's a it's a visual treat absolutely it, it, like I, I read a little bit because i was interested in how they filmed these fight scenes because they just look different you know what i mean um, and they actually keep the camera centered right on the action. They keep mm -hmm. the action centered, like center screen yeah, and everything around it going. So it's almost like you're, they're wearing like a camera on their neck, you mm -hmm. know, like pointing at them while they're doing it, especially uh, like that church scene. Holy crap. That church scene is probably the best part of the movie. My that goodness. is this unadulterated fun violence. And, so the, so I, I went through the plot synopsis, but what gets lost in that written plot synopsis is that the whole point of what Samuel Jackson's villain character is trying to do is he's trying to Thanos half of the Earth's right. population. Absolutely. And, his, and he doesn't have an infinity gauntlet. He has to do it the old-fashioned way by encouraging people to just kill one another. Right. <laughs> They're just <laughs> wailing on each other. And so he's using like high-intensity like high frequencies, wavelengths, to uh, to... to manipulate the brains of people so that they'll become all impulsive and angry yeah. and violent. There's a, there's a point, there's a, it goes on the basis that there's a frequency mm -hmm. that will drive a person insane. Yeah. Drive that's right mad. out of the comic book. The, yeah. This whole plot's right out of the comic book. We're basically like, if we can have half of the human race kill each other, then, you know, then we all won't die from global warming. Like he's mo right. basically, he's motivated to save the planet from a mass extinction event via global warming or climate change. And so it's like, okay, we, there's too many people. So, you know, like much like Thanos, we'll just, it will have it be semi-random. Right. Just have half the people in the world take each other out. Well, he got, all, fine. he got all the rich people. <laughs> yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. Semi-random. Semi like he did, he, in the comic book, he actually like saved some celebrities like Mark Hamill at the very Which beginning. Which is funny. Cause yeah. I read that in the trivia. That, that he was the first celebrity that 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 they kidnapped, right? And then they ended up getting him in the movie. But yep. so basically, he's Harry Hart. Uh, we'll call him um, Galahad. Mm -hmm. Galahad, which is his name, you know, his uh, his his call name. Galahad goes under disguise to to Valentine's. Um, he's going to have a gala. Mm. And he ended up canceling the gala because uh, uh, Galahad's supposed to be this rich entrepreneur, like filthy, stinking rich. Yeah. And he said, well, when you donate, you know, I canceled the gala. He said, uh, when you donate as much money as you did, you deserve your own dinner. <laughs> Brings him in, sits him down and serves him McDonald's, which I thought was brilliant because this this guy, like the character's not pretending to be anything he's not. Right. You know, he's just, he's, he's a guy that knew how to make some money. 
you know, mm-hmm. he's a smart guy, made some money, and he's just keeping it real. Um, but he's also a, a, a megalomaniacal uh, maniac, you know, like uh, well, murderer. He come, he's cut from the same cloth as a lot of people who are, you know, quote unquote villains in these things, which oh, is yeah. they're smart enough to see the writing on the wall and sociopathic enough to do what needs to be done. I keep, you know, I keep right. making the Thanos comparison. The great thing about the way they wrote Thanos in the Avengers movies, not to go off on a tangent about that, is that, yes, San- Thanos was a sociopath, but from his point of view, what he was doing was logical based on the trauma that he suffered having watched his entire race get wiped out due to lack of resources. And so he's like, okay, well, let's just... I mean, now, somebody has made the point that there's a bit of a bit of a problem with that where if you have a ma- if you have a magic glove that can grant wishes why don't you just wish, wish for more resources but whatever right. I, i'm not i'm not debating you're also not the a mad titan <laughs> I'm, yeah to, you know. i'm not debating the 30 year old infinity gauntlet comic right. um but my point being you know so but there are a lot of villains like that where they're driven by their need to correct what they think is an institutional or a um biological or societal wrong. Well, he put it the best way he could. Um, mm-hmm. He said, mankind is a virus. Right. Earth is the host. You let this virus go so long, measures have to be taken. So you either uh, end up by with the, the way, host. With, even, with the, even with the lisp, I was totally getting Nick Fury vibes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and boot when he was doing that bit. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, either the, the host kills the virus or the virus kills the host as he yeah. put it, mm-hmm. um, which he, he did the lisp because he actually used to have a lisp mm. and he overcame that with uh, a lot of cursing is what he said. That's why he curses <laughs> so much in these movies because that helped him get over his speech impediment. And he <laughs> thought that this character should have a speech impediment because that's where the anger first started. Mm. And I was like, man, that's really smart. You know? Okay. Um, so but- we, re- we were talking about the church scene. So again, the so they're they're doing basically a beta test of this brainwave technology, and they're going to focus it on this church. And so this church is doubling, as the plot synopsis says, like a, as a, as a hate group. And they <laughs> they turn the brainwave machine on, and everybody in the church is starts freaking out and killing each other. And it's all set to Freebird by Leonard Freebird, and it was just brilliant. It's bat poop insane. It's I so am... good. I like action movies mm-hmm. and I'll be honest with you as crazy as it sounds as, as sociopathic as it makes me sound the vi- more violent, the better. This was got to a point where I went, okay, enough, enough, <laughs> stop. Right. You know, he's uh, already dead. He's already dead. <laughs> it just seemed like Stan Marsh beating the dead horse with the stick, you know, after a minute. But um, it and was that, just that segment goes on for a good five minutes. Oh, it's and it's it's almost like a, with with the exceptions of of a few breaks in the camera work, it's almost like a long shot, you know. Yeah, keep, it seemed keep like keep it going. was one take. Yeah, but it, of course it wasn't a lot, you know. No. But but man, he just goes off. The um, the Kingsman have an old uh, Soviet style pistol. I think it was pre. I'm not sure. What, what, I, I, I don't know the name of the pistol right off, mm-hmm. but they use it and they have the shotgun, the little shotgun barrel underneath it, you know, and everything. And he just goes insane with that and then starts picking up other people because everybody in this church is packing. 
something. <laughs> a pistol, a knife, a sword, or oh, not a sword, but you know. Yeah. And then and then when he runs out of ammo on that, he just picks up a giant like I guess it was a Bible. It was like a hardback Bible and just starts wearing people out with that. <laughs> and then stabs them with with like uh with a flagpole, grabs one of the 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 incense uh mm-hmm. things, which why would they use that? But they have it and he just starts like kung fu fighting with that. And it, it's just it goes on and on and on. And these people are <laughs> fighting in the background too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just uh screaming and crying and gnashing of teeth in the background. I, I said before, this movie was made for people who just want to see a violent, entertaining movie. Yes. They, and, and, and and it and it here's the thing. We're we're really focusing on that one scene. There's a couple like that. There's there's a scene where um Colin Firth beats up the heavy beats up the heavies in the bar. Oh, and that's a fun man. scene, especially the callback they'll do in the next one to it. Yeah. Where he's where he's off his game. But you know, like he takes them out with the umbrella and the in the in the mug of beer and all of that. Well, they, the veil. they start calling him homophobic you know, homophobic slurs and yeah. tell him to go find a young man somewhere else and you know, leave Eggsy <laughs> to them. So he just walks up, you know, thin guy, tall. Mm-hmm. Men need to start dressing like that. <laughs> Again. Obviously, I cannot right now because I have the body of an eggplant. <laughs> But um, it, it but you know soon that will that will take. Uh, it, what did melt they say away. in the movie? Manners make the man. Manners maketh man, and he and he locks the doors. Manners maketh man. Yep. With and then turns things, around. With all things dignity and, and what with, with all things dignity and we'll go with respect for now. Yeah, and then as he's turning around, takes his umbrella and slings, uses the hook <laughs> to sling a beer mug, and catches Eggsy's stepdad in the face with it. And just tears <laughs> these guys up. Right. Hey, but here's Ugh. the thing, and this is what I want to talk about before, before we move on to the next movie. The middle section of this movie. So the beginning is that. The end is the is the church fight scene, and then the final fight scene where he invades the base, which is pretty cool stuff. Well, Eggsy, Eggsy ends up going off on people. Yeah. But that whole middle section is just the training. Yeah. And I, I, I was a little it's not the most interesting of stuff like this this movie is bookended by some really fun things in the first act and the third act but the middle act where he's just training and it's it's he's there for all of two minutes and he's getting crap by the rich kids that are entitled um and every every test you know he somehow is able to like ace all of these different tests and you know like Oh, you guys! You guys forgot about t- like the the, fir- the very first one where they're where they're flooding the the bunks and mm-hmm. they are led to believe that they left one of their teammates behind and she drowned, stuff like that. It was like yeah. it, like and it was like and then later on like oh we wouldn't really kill anyone. It was all a ruse. It was like okay. I mean, and I think some of that's I, in the comic too. I but, like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I get it, uh, but mm-hmm. I really liked it because it was it was it, it was different to me. Yeah, because when you watch some of these spy movies, they never really kill anybody in the training. You know that they're going to be okay because it's mm-hmm. training. You know what I mean? And yeah. um, so, I you know it, it it piqued my interest mainly because um, it was it was just different, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it gave a, a sense of urgency to what was going on. Sure. It wasn't just a training. It was actually, you know, they thought their lives and and as an audience member, I thought, you know, 
man, these guys are rough, you know? Um, so it was like one of those things where like, I enjoyed it because it had something, you know, something different to get. Right. I just, I wish there had been more investigation of what Samuel Jackson's people were doing. Cause I feel like for the longest part of this movie, Samuel Jackson's doing something. Taron Edgerton's doing something else and they're not really connected. I, get and I know it. some movies are structured that way. It annoys yeah. me. I wish there's more of a pursuit about what he's doing and less Luke Skywalker running around on Dagobah, um, which is, again, a large portion of the middle part of that movie. <laughs> it's just like, like, all right, we get it. Um, there's some cool stunts in that scene. Don't get me wrong. Like, them oh, yeah. Ju- them jumping out of the airplane. In the and, Halo suit? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so cool. that, whole, that whole scene. Um, I mean, as, as as much as I didn't like a lot about Black Widow, that you know, that seems to be another style stunt trend in Hollywood right now is falling from atmosphere and landing in the super <laughs> yeah and landing in the superhero pose. Right. Um, um, I just like I like the way that one looked though, where yeah, you know, they're told one of you doesn't have a parachute, and so the whole point is for someone to take a leadership role and figure out how they're going to do this without anyone dying. And as it turns out, they all had a parachute. And it, it turn, yeah, and it turns out Eggsy was the one that said, that even though he didn't have a quote unquote didn't have a parachute, he's the one that took control and said, "Hey, we're gonna you know we're gonna get through this." And he yeah. grabs a hold of Roxy, his his friend, the only friend he has there, um, and she you know and pulls her parachute, and they land in the K, and they make it. Did Colin Firth explain the newspaper headlines that he has on his wall? Yes, yeah, okay. the newspaper headlines were just. They were the headlines of the day of, of a tabloid. Right. So it okay. has all of these tabloid headlines on the wall. And, you know, like this happened, this happened, right. and this happened. But he knows the date. That was the headline of the day that he saved the prime minister. Yeah. Yes, this that's was, what, yeah. That's what I was asking. I couldn't remember if they went into because I know that that's in the comic book. And I yeah. couldn't remember if he explained it in the movie. All right. So, you know, overall... Mm-hmm. Just to uh, bring this to a close, because I don't think there's really not a whole lot else to talk about here. It's just this, it's just really fun, and yeah, if you like nonsense, I say nonsense, <laughs> but but if you like nonsense, like action, this is I, this is honestly for you because there's a lot of action in it. And, you know, even you know, like mm. the middle part, even with the training, there's still some action going on in sure. it. Sure, and um, you know, it it, it you got to find your foil. You got to find your that guy, that 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 douchebag that that's mm. gonna you know try to make your training even harder. And they, they did that with that, which as a callback, he, he's a callback later on in the movie, in the second movie, mm-hmm. um, which was pretty, actually pretty freaking cool. Um, well, he was kind of a callback in, in the first minute, but anyway, but uh, it, it's, it, I mean, like, like I said, it's just hardcore, violent nonsense <laughs> and fun. Yep. Uh, I'll tell you. The writing in this movie is it's pretty okay, but you know what would have made it better, Ronnie? I'm going to guess. Uh, I'll just let you tell me. Okay. Because you're better what, at it. What would have made the writing at least a little bit better would have been Grammarly for you listeners <gasps> That's right. of the Long Road to Ruin podcast on Rattled and Broadcasting Network brought to you by W2M. Grammarly is offering a free download of the Grammarly software. Grammarly's AI-powered products help people communicate more effectively. Grammarly helps you write mistake-free on Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and nearly anywhere else you write on the web. Grammarly corrects hundreds of grammar, punctuation, spelling mistakes while also catching contextual errors. 
improving your vocabulary and suggesting style improvements. To download Grammarly today, go to getgrammarly.com slash W2M network. Again, it's getgrammarly.com slash W2M network to download Grammarly for free. For free. All right. So uh, Kingsman Secret Service on a budget of a little less than $100 million was a big hit. Uh, made $414 million for, at the time, what was 20th Century Fox, now owned by Disney, soon to be owned by Pornhub. That joke never stops being funny to me. Um, <laughs> I, I don't... Okay, I don't get it, but yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> it's, it's a joke from Family Guy. Uh, oh, that's right, yeah. Um, all right, so then in 2017, I believe, uh, there was a sequel called... Yeah. Kingsman the Golden Circle. Circle. Um, and this Circle. was again uh, directed by Matthew Vaughn, which by the way, do you know who you know what else Matthew Vaughn did? What he's known he did some for? Some of the X-Men movies, didn't he? He did. Um he turned down that X-Men movie to do the this do the okay. first one. So he's best known for kick ass, which we need to do one of that's those. That's right. Absolutely. That's it's a great uh that's a that's a great two movies, actually. Has he, one of my least favorite actors in the second one. Mm-hmm. I think he's a hypocrite, but you know, that's just me, Jim Carrey. Um, but he does, Jim Carrey does a phenomenal job in that movie. Um, but uh, yeah, I love, I love those movies. So Matthew Vaughn, um, he directed Layer Cake in 2004, which won a whole bunch of awards. Was that, that was him? Yep. Um, oh, yeah, that's got Daniel Craig in it. Yeah, then- it does because I own that movie actually. And then he directed Stardust, and then he directed Kick Ass, yeah, um, which is also based on a comic book, mm-hmm. uh, which much you know, darker than the movie, yeah, much. Um, and then he directed X Men First Class. He did the story for Days of Future Past, and then he directed. And then he went into the Kingsman movies, and then there's a new yeah. one coming up, The King's Man. He directed that as well. And then there's a movie Argyle that he's working on that he's also directing, and then he's produced a whole bunch of ones. He he turned down he actually turned down directing Days of Future Past to direct Kingsman. Okay, so I mean he did the story, but he t- he didn't direct it because he wanted to direct this. And you can see like those earlier movies, you know the 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 um the X Men movies. You can you can see his influence mm-hmm. uh, bleeding into these Kingsman movies, but. Those are not nearly as stylized. Like he he seems to be much more restrained, um, even with Kick Ass. From what I remember, I had to go back and watch it again. Had, but it feels he, like these Kingsman movies, he's unrestrained. It, it, you're talking about violent wise, or just how he how he makes the whole thing? Uh, yeah, uh, the the stylization seems much more subdued in the X Men movies and in Kingsman. I'll agree uh, with the X Men X Men movies and Kick Ass. I'll agree with the X-Men movies, but Kick-Ass is, it's pretty out there sometimes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think he was, I think he was feeling his oats right, right there. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing what he can do and can't do, test some boundaries, and then just went, went ahead and did it when they finally, you know, trusted him to. Right. But, but they, they, they did some stuff, you know, some violent stuff in, 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 in both Kick-Ass movies. I mean, well, like, I bring that up because boy, is he unrestrained. He is, this is just all Matthew Vaughn here in the Golden Circle. Like you he got kidding. a success in Kingsman, and they were like, "Here's a blank check to do whatever." whatever. <laughs> Let me tell you what. Oh, you just go on with the plot. This is phenomenal. Yeah, this is first of all Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore, you have my heart. You oh, are I love a phenomenal her. actress. Yes, she is. 
All right. A year after defeating Richmond Valentine, Gary Eggsy Unwin has officially joined Kingsman, having taken his late mentor Harry Hart's position of Galahad, as well as Harry's old house, and is dating Tilly, Crown Princess of Sweden. I like Sweden. I like meatballs. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ikea's. Damn it. I ruined my own joke. Take two. She, he is dating Tilde, crown princess of Sweden. Ikea's from Sweden. I like meatballs. Who he like saved meatballs. from Valentine. On his way home... Ronnie, we've been doing this like 10 years. There's just a lot of running gags. Uh, yeah. yeah. I know. Um, okay. On his but way I do home, like Swedish meatballs, but anyway. Dude, there were times when my, my wife would drag me to Ikea just for the meatballs. Just for the meatballs? Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> um, on his way home from the tailor shop, he is ambushed by Charlie Hesketh from the previous movie, a rejected Kingsman applicant who lost his right arm in vocal cords. Excuse me. During the Valentine incident, Eggsy evades Charlie and his henchmen in a car chase across London, but Charlie's cybernetic arm, severed in the skirmish, hacks into the Kingsman servers through the computer and Eggsy's car. With the information thereby gained, Poppy Adams, the leader of the world's largest drug cartel, the Golden Circle, launches <laughs> missiles that destroy Kingsman headquarters and kill all the agents in Britain, including Eggsy's best friend Roxy and his other friend Brandon who was at Eggsy's house to look after his dog while Eggsy was away in Sweden uh, with Tilda. Uh, Eggsy and his colleague Merlin are the only two survivors of the attack. Bold move to wipe out the entire first, and, like, cast. Yeah, incredible. <laughs> and I was really sad about Roxy. Yeah, I was like, oh, but if you yeah. have another movie to go to, what's going on here? I don't know. Um, I don't think I've ever seen her in anything else, to be honest. <laughs> By following an emergency doomsday protocol, the two made contact with statesmen the American counterpart of Kingsman, which uses a Kentucky-based bourbon whiskey business as a front. There, they discover that Harry survived his shooting by Valentine thanks to statesman technology, but has amnesia that can be cured only by reliving a dramatic event or be written into a screenplay. <laughs> statesman, the head uh, champagne, offers the organization support to bring down the Golden Circle. Statesman agent Tequila, Mas Tequila, develops a blue rash and shows signs of mania ultimately being replaced by another agent, Whiskey, as Eggsy's partner. Agent Tequila, played by um, Channing Tatum, and then Agent Whiskey being played by none other than uh, Mandalorian himself. That's right. Pedro, Pedro Pascal. Pascal. Yep. Anyway, he looked familiar. It's hard to he tell was, that his helmet on. Yeah. He actually is a really, really good actor. Um, yes. Can, can, can we touch on something in the first movie, though? Real sure. quick. Yeah. So whether they were guilty or innocent or whatever is is uh, these people that were chosen uh, that donated so they could get the chip put in there behind their ear and survive the 
the calling of the world. Yeah. Which makes them immediately kind of guilty of, of by association you know, of murder of the, yeah. of genocide. Um, they, they reroute the signal somehow um, through computer fanciness that are, that is written in <laughs> as a MacGuffin. <laughs> computer fanciness. <laughs> I don't know. Hacking seems like such an outdated term anymore. But uh, so we're gonna go. We need to make computer fanciness a thing. I, th- I think we should. What? So, what are you? I am a master of computer, computer fancy. fanciness. Uh, they end up exploding everyone's heads, right, in that facility, except for um, Gazelle and Valentine. Uh, right. Gazelle being his his bodyguard. And not only did they blow everything, they, they blew up their heads, but I think they did this to get around getting an NC-17 rating. Mm-hmm. That was all colorful and glitter. Yeah. They blew up like, their heads. Yeah. It's, it's very, it's all like, it's like a fireworks display. Yeah. Well, they were playing the 1812 Overture or whatever it was. Right. Right. Um, so anyway, I, 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 we forgot to touch on that. And I just wanted to do that and touch, you know, wanted to, to talk about that real quick. Because that was to me was hilarious, and then I realized they they murdered a bunch of people. That was, I mean, like some of them didn't do anything, and they murdered them. Uh, but anyway, uh, and that's where well, that's where Charlie lost his arm. So yeah. I don't think he had a chip, but he lost his arm in that whole thing and lost his vocal cords. Yes, and he shows up with that the box in his throat and the and the cybernetic arm. Um, but yeah, uh, and then they 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 found the statesman, which is Jeff Bridges, and and his glory, and <laughs> and Channing Tatum, and Pedro Pascal, yep. and Halle Berry. NXT plans a tracking device of Charlie's ex girlfriend Clara Van Gluckberg during a sexual encounter at the Glastonbury Festival, which is hilarious, by the way. But is estranged uh, from Tilda after telling her beforehand what he has to do. Merlin attempts to cure Harry's amnesia by flooding his bedroom, mirroring an element of the Kingsman agent training, but the exercise fails. Eggsy eventually succeeds by threatening to shoot a cane carrier puppy that resembles Harry's late dog, Mr. Pickle, causing Harry to relive the final test of his Kingsman training, which he was ordered to shoot his dog. During their next mission, Poppy broadcasts a message announcing she has added a toxin to all her drugs, which causes users to develop symptoms like tequilas before succumbing to paralysis and subsequent death. She offers the antidote to the world if the president will end the war on drugs and grant her cartel immunity from prosecution. The president publicly negotiates, but secretly intends to let the infected die as he is willing to eliminate all drug users and thus render Poppy's business useless. I have things to say about this. I bet you do. He quarantines many victims, including his chief of staff in a stadium, and leaves them there to die. Harry Exie and Whiskey Track Clara to a Golden Circle facility in the Italian Alps. Eggsy manages to steal a sample of the antidote, but Whiskey destroys it during an attack by the Golden Circle henchmen, leading Harry to suspect him of being a traitor and breaking the sample on purpose. Harry shoots Whiskey in the head, but Eggsy, believing Harry to be delusional due to an incomplete recovery, saves him with the same technology that Statesman used to save Harry. Charlie kills Clara by destroying the facility to prevent any more supplies, any more samples from being taken, and leave no traces behind. Tilda calls Eggsy in a manic state, showing she has symptoms as a result of smoking cannabis in a fit of depression, like you do. Eggsy, Harry, and Merlin discover the location of Poppy's hideout in Cambodia, Poppyland. (laughs) (laughs) Which is is actually a pretty cool little place. Yeah, she's like, I love 50s nostalgia, because who doesn't? She had a hamburger joint where she would 
grind up failed henchmen and make hamburgers <laughs> out of them. At, yep. Which was really a thing that happened. She had her own salon, a bowling alley. And robots. And, and she, robot dogs. Yeah, and I'll tell you, I'm with her on that one. Robots are better than people. So, yeah. Um, Sometimes, yes, my friend. While, rec uh, while recoinering uh, Poppy Land, uh, Eggsy steps on a landmine, but Merlin sacrificed himself to save him. And Harry, while taking out a squad of Poppy's guards and singing his favorite John Denver song at the same time. Oh my gosh! That yeah, was, the, I, I'm I not gonna lie. I, I was kind of out on the movie by this point, so I was so like I, I saw it all happen, but I was like, whatever. What? Um, no, it was great. Like I hate that song, but that was such a cool use of it. Oh, I love that song. But <sighs> Eggsy and Harry storm the lair as they kill the guards they meet. Eggsy fights and kills Charlie as revenge for his fallen comrades. While Harry destroys Poppy's robotic attack dogs called Benny and the Jets. <laughs> oh, whole time we forgot to mention she's she's got Elton John captured on this island. Oh, Elton John! Sorry, Elton John throwing like a like a drop kick. You know? oh, okay, <laughs> so Elton John is is hostage or being held hostage on this island. Not even hostage, prisoner. She doesn't want anything for him. She just wants him there to sing to her all the time and throw right. a concert. Right. So he's got. And he's the not whole, happy about it, as you might expect. He's not happy, and I've never heard it. I never. I mean, like, I know Elton John probably drops some language every once in a while. Did mm. not know Elton John had that big of a potty mouth, but <laughs> uh, there was some significant f bombs coming from old El Elton. He's but, hysterical in this. He's, he's really funny. So funny in this. He's, so, he's actually a really. He's a good actor for what it was. Yeah, but he 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 grabs one of his guards slams him into the piano and starts wailing on him with the top of the piano lid, right? Mm. Knocks him out. And the other two flank him on either side. And he just gets, he starts growling at one of them, runs, and I'm like, that's not him running. That can't be him running in high <laughs> heels. He's got these big chunky high heels on. Jumps up and throws what is the most perfect martial <laughs> arts side jumping kick that I've ever seen. Yeah. And immediately lands and does this spinning capoeira like heel kick to the other guy's mm -hmm. head and knocks them both out and then and then just skips away. Don't mess with Elton John. Man. Don't mess with Elton John because secretly he is a ninja. The se they secure the laptop controlling the drones that can deliver the antidote worldwide, then inject Poppy with a concentrated dose of her toxin with heroin to dull her senses and let her guard down. A delirious Poppy gives him the laptop password. The antidote, but dies from an accidental overdose. Whiskey interrupts them before they can deploy the drones, revealing that his wife, pregnant with their son, was killed in a robbery committed by two meth users years ago, which caused him to develop a personal vendetta against all drug users, wanting them to die. A furious fight breaks out, ending with Harry and Eggsy dropping whiskey into Poppy's meat grinder. Then they activate the drones, delivering the antidote worldwide. Da, da, da. In the aftermath, the president is impeached, because of course he is. And arrested. And and arrested for conspiring to let the victims die, and Statesman purchases a distillery in Scotland to help build rebuild Kingsman. Statesman tech supporter specialist Ginger Ale, which is Halle Berry, is appointed the new agent whiskey. Eggsy marries Tilda, and a, and a cured tequila joins Kingsman, which acquires a new tailor shop in London. Okay, let's let's just get right into the, the most important thing here. Um, the other one. Yeah, it had a point of view, you know, but ultimately, you know, you, we there's got to be a better way to deal with global warming than killing half the population. The Avengers came to the same conclusion, so did Kingsman. So does everybody else. It's like, 
what what are we doing if we have to give up our morals and humanity by d- committing genocide for you know for the greater good is it really the greater good is the whole point there you could say there was a moral gray point to that area mm. here their point of view is we should legalize drugs that the war on drugs is bad and if this was any more heavy-handed you know and he, Here's the thing, like I don't, and I don't want to get into my own personal stuff here, but like I, there is a conversation to be had about harm reduction, decriminalization, and I'm willing to have that conversation. I'm not entirely sure Kingsman, the Golden Circle, is the appropriate place to contemplate harm reduction and decriminalization, especially when you assign it to the bad guy, and then there's an even better guy president going, "Yeah, let all the drug users die." <laughs> And like you're su- like you're supposed to come out of Kingsman like oh I don't I don't agree with that at all I like Matthew Vaughn the people who wrote this story are trying to get people to come out of Kingsman the, the Golden Circle with the idea that they should confront their politicians about creating more harm reduction and decriminalization policies like nobody's going to come to that conclusion right I I'm get sorry. it sorry this is not nobody went to this to be preached about. Yeah. You know the the drug policies in this country, arcane as they are. I just want to see Pedro Pascal use a lasso to cut people in half. Yeah, really. I'm not. I'm with you there, <laughs> and that and that's kind of my point. Like, you can you can have Julianne Moore, who is fantastic in this. She really is just wonderful. <laughs> she is. Um, you can have her being like, I want to sell all the drugs to all the people. Um, let me do that, or I'm going to kill everybody. Okay, fine. Which going was pretty extra, much what she was, right? Going that extra step where this is sort of where this is a a way to put you know to put their beliefs out there about how the drug war is bad, the yeah. policy is bad. I'm like, not to be you, but take get your politics out of my Kingsman movie, right? No, no, no you can totally you can totally infringe on my gimmick there. Um, get it off my front porch. I don't want it. You know, I get it. I just I, I felt it was inappropriate for this kind of movie. This movie is so yeah. over the top silly. You know, a couple Elton of months John ago, kicked a man in the face. <laughs> well, a couple of months ago, we talked about Candyman and how Candyman has all these great metaphors Ugh. and all these, you know, in, in, in this political agenda. And I made a point of saying to Sean, like, I didn't realize how much, you know, how much of a political point of view are in these horror movies. Like these horror movies have something to say. They're just saying them in the horror genre of all places because right. yeah, that's where the people are you got to go you got to go your audience yeah go where the people are and i and i get all of that and so i, I kind of had a new respect for the horror genre for that reason but i think there there is a, a line of distinction between where you can get away with that and where your message is going to be utterly muddled and lost absolutely I agree and this is that. the case of the latter yeah where, this this is definitely muddling Right. And it's like, I agree with the point of view. I think this was just not the place to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you haven't said World anything that I wouldn't focus on the podcast. Do what? Stop playing World of Warcraft. I'm not playing World on... of Warcraft. I'm actually looking at something online. Okay. Um, Are you arguing it, it... with Pat about Spider Man? No, 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 no. <laughs> Screw that. That's a losing battle. <laughs> yeah. Can I, can I just, anyone listening to this podcast who, who works on these podcasts with me, stop taking Pat's bait. Uh, first of all, I don't play World of Warcraft. Oh, that that's what you took away from my little rant there? <laughs> yes. I'm not playing World of Warcraft. I was actually looking at, um, mainly because I just watched Golden Circle today. 
mm-hmm. again to catch up on it. And I rented these movies mm-hmm. to watch them again for you. Um, but you, I was looking at some, so I've got my computer monitor over here mm-hmm. and I was looking at some, um, trivia that they have on IMDb. So, but you know, nothing's really relevant to what we want to talk about, but, mm-hmm. uh, it's just one of those things where like, this was so much fun to watch Elton John and Colin Firth beat a robot dog to death with bowling balls. <laughs> here, here's what I'll say. I love Julianne Moore in this. The final assault on Poppy Land is fantastic. And this is what I mean, you know, like, this is what I mean by they just gave Matthew Vaughn a blank check to do whatever he wanted. And he, like, super indulged in all of his, in all of his tendencies. But it works here. And that's what I mean. Like, it works so well that whatever other point they're trying to make is completely lost. Absolutely. Because why would I care about what you have to say about the war on drugs when I just saw a man mow down... Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. 24 other guys with a machine gun briefcase. <laughs> yeah, Colin Firth, you you know, using the umbrella as a shield. <laughs> and then Eggsy using a machine gun briefcase. To, right, to which is also doubled as a rocket launcher in case. Oh, yeah, you it. flip it up the other way <laughs> and it, it shoots a rocket. Right. Um, into the tube of an RPG that the other guy was using, which was incredible accuracy. Yep. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's so much fun. And, like, I'm not totally into, like, big stupid fun. No. But I wanted to see what these movies were, and 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 once I got a clear picture of what it was, like the Golden Circle doubles down on big stupid fun. Um, I have to say, oh, what's the actor's name again? Um, uh, Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum is hilarious in this, and I, I feel like Channing Tatum is one of those guys where you know he's a hot looking man, he's got a nice body on him. His you know his body of Calm work down. is. His body of work is um, questionable, and I, and I and I and I think a lot of people. I mean, like you know, I'm just looking briefly. He's done a lot of different things. You know, he's in this. He's in the Lego Movie. He's in Hail Caesar, The Hateful Eight, Magic Mike, Jupiter Ascending. He was brilliant in The Hateful Eight. Um, yes, Twenty Two Jump Street, um, White House Down, GI Joe Retaliation. Shut up. Um, yeah, so like his, his stuff is all over the place. And so I, think, Cobra. I, I think he gets a bad rap because of it. I, he's where, a very un, unappreciated, un, under, yeah, underappreciated I think, actor. I, I think because he's been in movies that were not great, he gets yeah. this reputation of being a not great actor. But Channing Tatum is really, really good, and he's super funny in this. Uh, he's so funny in this. He's really good. And just like I said, if you want to see how, you know, how good an actor he is. Watch him in Hateful Eight. I think he's mm-hmm. brilliant in that. I mean, because he's supposed to be this, you know, um, well, he is this sex symbol, this, you know, um, dancing hunk of whatever, <laughs> uh, <laughs> slab of beef. But um, in 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 Hateful Eight, he is just evil in that. 
Yeah. And uh and this he's he's so he's so much fun. He's so funny. Um proved that he can do the action bit, of course, you know, with the fight scene with the Colin with Colin Firth and and Eggsy. And um uh, and it, then Pedro Pascal did did his part as well as that. Um but he's really good. He's I think he's uh underappreciated as an actor. Yeah, I would agree with you. Um yeah, so the so this one also amps up the action. Uh, you know, this is it. It's all. It's very much like second superhero movie uh, structure. You know, the in, the second one is always the one where everything goes to hell. Yeah. You know, or the or the superhero loses his superpower and they have to rebuild. Um, the only one, you know, I was thinking it kind of reminded me a lot of Iron Man three. You know where 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 Iron Man has to Tony is dealing with his PTSD and mm-hmm. um, he doesn't have his suits and he has to like go to Home Depot to put something together so that he can raid the compound and you know and it's it's like a glove with a little laser on it and all this other stuff. Um, you know, it's really I, I like that. Yeah, no, I love like a lot of people. A lot of people hate Iron Man three because of the Mandarin thing, and I think those people need to get lives. Yeah, um, I love Iron Man three, and part of it is because of that stripped down, like getting to bra- getting down to brass tacks bit it's that he does. Very much a spy movie as well. Yeah, um, and so here, you know, they wipe out the Kingsmen within the first in the first act, and then it's Taron Egerton just trying to like you know, it's Taron Egerton and Mark Strong trying to figure out what to do next, and they on the honestly don't know, and they sort of stumble into the statesman thing. And then they get there, and it's like, okay, well, now that we're here, we got to get ourselves integrated with statesmen, and then we have to go out and find Poppy, you know, and, mm-hmm. and work on the case. And so this one was a little bit more straightforward than um, than the Secret Service was. So I well, training's prefer- over at this point. Yeah, he's a full fledged agent, right? And I and I kind of preferred it for that reason. I like the fact that they were on this. This one focuses more on I the mission. That. Yeah, you know, there's more detective work. There's more dealing with the mission. Um, computer fanciness. There's more computer fanciness. So uh, you know, overall, I, I said I was kind of out on the movie towards the end. It's it's a little long. I think this thing clocks in two and a half, two and a half hours. This thing did not need two and a half hours. Cut a cut a half hour off that, and you're good. Yeah, no, for sure. It's just it's just a little overindulgent and a little overly long. Yeah. But other than that, I think I think between these two movies, I can see why Robert Winfrey did not want to talk about them, and I can see why he does not want to see the King's Man because the stylization of the fighting would be offensive to him. And if you're that kind of person, I would not recommend these movies. These are definitely for people who just appreciate a nice stylized action movie, and that's it. Are you having an aneurysm? A little bit. I'm good now. <laughs> okay. What is there an issue with what I just said? I, I, I no. Okay. I just just un, just not unwind everybody. and enjoy things. Not not everybody can. Not everybody I know, can. I know, you know, but I can. You know, for for every Kingsman, there's some guy out there who likes the raid and train to Busan. I like those too, and, and you're allowed to. And some people only like those. All right. Anything else about Kingsman: The Golden Circle? No, I, you hit everything on the head on on this one. It's just it's it's loud. It's in your face. It's violent and it's fun. Mm-hmm. I like his relationship with Tilda. By the way, they gave him yeah. they gave them a little bit more than butt sex to do. 
um, which I'd have been just satisfied with just the butt sex. But <laughs> they gave him an actual relationship. I actually like this is just a real quick. <laughs> we lost Ronnie. Um, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> um, she will put my head on my desk and go to sleep for a minute. <laughs> just the, the one last thing, and then we can get out of here. Is I like that you know he's so devoted to her. And, you know, and then he has to, it, it's implied that he's got to stick his finger up this girl's hoo-ha, got you all Yeah, he's got to. And he doesn't want to do it because he's yeah. committed to Tilda. And, and I like that. I like the fact that he's like, I won't do this. I won't try to save the world by putting, you know, by, by putting my, my hand up this girl's hoo-ha, got you all in check. And, um, you know, if, if it'll upset you. And she's like, what a position to put me in. I wish you hadn't told me. Right. Just do what you need to do and save the world and keep the gory details to yourself, which is a very girl thing to say. At which point do you, I mean, like if you're that, I mean, like you should be, you should be that honest and that mm -hmm. committed. Do you just grab, like you say, okay, listen, things are about to get weird mm -hmm. and grab the girl and just stick your finger up her nose. Cause all <laughs> you need is, all you need is a, a, a mucus membrane <laughs> to get into the bloodstream is what he said. I mean, look, I'm just going to say a little finger in the butt between friends is never a bad thing. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't. <laughs> little, little finger. I'm glad you and I live states away from each other right now. <laughs> That's how I greet people, Ronnie. Hello. Hello. Hey. Oh, Bob's your uncle. All right. Um... <laughs> is that your knuckle? <laughs> this is how we greet each other in the South. Oh, my. <laughs> all right but what part of the south did you go to <laughs> so hey uh you you're running a D, &D campaign this weekend i am yes. actually uh this usually is our weekend off but since the yeah. next weekend we would play would be the 25th i don't care actually here's, are... what I'm, here's what i really yeah. want to know what music are you gonna play oh well beforehand i listened to a lot of like man of war um, like that that epic rock kind okay. of stuff. Yeah, battle metal. So if you want to listen to more battle metal for your D and D campaign that you're going to stream on Twitch, did you know that you uh, that we were giving away a free 30 day trial of the Amazon Music Unlimited I service? Think I heard that that is loaded up with Manowar and all kinds of epic battle metal. It's amazing. Um, yeah, get AmazonMusic.com/slash/w2mnetwork for your free 30 day trial of the Amazon Music Unlimited uh service you uh you can use it for up to a month if you like it you keep it you pay the uh, monthly fee you don't you uh cancel it no fuss no muss we use it all the time on the metal hammer of doom we used it as a matter of fact last night when we had a very poppy christmas party pardon <laughs> we had a very poppy christmas party cool I'm down. yeah poppy's a real person by the way with the church and everything or at least she used to have a church all right, Ronnie, that's it. That's our Kingsman review, such as it was. Nice. Um, like I said, this Wednesday, uh, Kingsman Secret, uh, Kingsman, The King's Man comes out along with The Matrix and Sing 2. Ronnie and I will be back uh, a week from Monday, the 27th. Mm -hmm. Just me and him to do a damn you Hollywood for The King's Man. Just you and me, Ronnie, again, together again. I love it. Yes, sir. Uh, in the meantime, we had a, this week led into Spider-Man No Way Home, which we have both seen. Uh, myself, Gavin Napier, and Robert Winfrey will be talking about that Tuesday night. But we loaded up this week with all kinds of Spider-Man stuff. Our um, 2014 review of The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, Sean, Benjamin, and I had a 
long road to ruin comparing all three of the franchises. Um, Jesse had a four part spider verse comic review with him and Benjamin J. Cologne. Mm-hmm. We also, uh, Reviewed West Side Story. We did Armenia, WrestleMania 11, 12, and 13. Um, the, by the way, we switched from Spider-Man to this now. Uh, <laughs> West Side uh, Story is not set in the Spider-Verse. <laughs> yes. We reviewed Stargirl, uh, the aforementioned Poppy show. Um, after this goes up today, hey, Ronnie, you're a screaming boy. Why Spider-Man is awesome is getting re-aired. Yay! Speaking of re-airs, myself... For five minutes, Jeff Harris and Sean Comer. I actually edited this show. This was one of our very early shows. We had all kinds of blog talk radio problems. And at one yeah. point, Jeff was calling in from the Matrix. I cut all that stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> I cut it all out. I got this, I got a two and a half hour show under two hours. And it's just us talking about the Spider-Man movies. It's, it's, you know, cool. after, after edit, it's pretty good. Myself and Robert Winfrey will be covering the Octa Better BF fight tomorrow night. And then Saturday, we have a re-airing of our Secret Life of Pets review. Plus, uh, myself and Dan Lasby will be review. We'll be doing alternative commentary for Jake Paul versus Tyrone Woodley. And then, in theory, as soon as I get done watching Nightmare Alley Sunday night, um, myself and Harry Broadhurst will be reviewing Ring of Honor Final Battle and Beyond Wrestling Fet Forever. Plus, Jesse and I reviewing Kingsman: The Secret Circle, the comic. Um, and then uh, one last thing, Ronnie. Um, why do I have you down for Nightmare Alley? Are you on that one? You asked me to be on that one, but uh, sure. No, well, that's Robert and, and Alexis invited herself. So you. Oh well, then I'm out. Yeah, I didn't think so. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's get rid of you. Um, <laughs> let's uh, get rid of you. Let's get rid of you. Stab you in the face. <laughs> Don't what? know what. I don't know how that happened. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's all right. And then the aforementioned uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. We've got some Christmas stuff coming up. It'll be myself, Evan uh, Bevins, reviewing uh, Fat Man, the ref in, in Bruges. Oh, um, Fat Man is such a good movie. Yeah, I just watched that today. It's pretty good. It's pretty it. interesting. Um, we'll have our... Jesse and I did The Last Christmas Comic by Brian Posehn, which is pretty fun. Um, and then we have trivia. Christmas trivia that I was on along with Jason Teasley, his lovely wife, and David Wright. And it only sounds minor contentious. <laughs> Actually, five minutes into the podcast, and they said I was going to behave myself. I was trying to calm down. It was a long, hectic day. And I'm trying to get pull myself together. And the first thing Alexis says is, when am I getting paid for all of this? At which point, I became the world's biggest dick. Because I completely <laughs> lost my patience. Rightfully so. <laughs> I've only asked her not to do that a hundred times. Yeah. All right, Ronnie. Wrap it up for me. All right, you know, you're looking at me. I'm Ronnie, um, and I. <laughs> sorry, um, I have a Twitch channel called Misfits and Miscreants. Uh, I am back to actually streaming video games now. I've got a nice little Christmas overlay going on and all that. Um, we have a bi-weekly. Is that how you say it? Like a twice a month uh, live stream D and D game. So we're but mostly just a you know, like D and D and gaming channel. Uh, so we're playing Icewind Dale, Rhyme of the Frostmaiden. Got a great group. Uh, we're on session seven this coming Sunday. We decided to play this Sunday and we're going to air it. Uh, we're going to go live this Sunday because the next time we would get to, we, we were scheduled to play was December 25th. Well, we ain't doing that because it's Christmas day. 
So we we got together and we said, hey, let's do this Sunday. Um, the shop where we run out of, she said, that's that's fine. Uh, and said, you know, have fun. So join us Sunday for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we got some working on some Magic the Gathering content, some board game content, some other games like Dice Throne, things like that. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Please stay tuned. New, first of the new year, we're going to start doing that stuff. Uh, yeah, and that's about it. All right, folks. Go uh, check. It. Remember to check out our The King's Man review mm. uh, and all the other content we've got here. Please like and subscribe our YouTube channel. Uh, if you're on Apple Music, give us a uh, give us a rating and a review if you have time. We really appreciate it, and it helps us out for the various things we're trying to do to grow the channel. For Ronnie Adams, I'm Mark Rattledge. Be well, be safe, and behave.